I know we do. I, when I came up, you know, and they were just finishing that song up, I mean, most everyone had their hands up and praising and worshiping the Lord. And uh, praise God. That's why the atmosphere is just right now for God to do something in your life. Psalm 34 and verse number 1. This is a psalm of David and he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My boast My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And and, and David's telling everybody, don't let me just praise by myself. You all get in this with me and let's exalt his name together. He's talking about corporate praise here, isn't he? He's talking about a group of people getting together like we are this morning and praising the Lord together. He said, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. Then are they looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps uh, all around those who fear him and delivers them. Hallelujah. Oh, taste and see. Come on, somebody. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints. There is no want. Amen. Can you say it with me? There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Amen. I want to jump to verse 15. Let me just read some more of this. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. Verse 17, the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. My, my, my. Praise God. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you today for this precious psalm. We thank you today for this wonderful word from the Lord. And I'm asking you this morning to anoint my lips And, uh, Father, to let the preacher come, the Holy Ghost, anoint me today to speak your word to your people. Open our hearts to receive what you have for us today. And may the seed of the word of God this morning fall on good ground in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. In this Psalm 34, David is kind of talking to himself. And uh, he says this, he said, I will bless the Lord, or I will praise the Lord. And that's what that word bless means. It means to praise the Lord. He said, I will bless or praise the Lord, notice, at all times. See, I think this is something that we need to understand this morning, that something we need to do.
do and, and, and make a priority in our life is that we need to be praising God all the time. Amen? He said, I will praise the Lord at all times, to bless the Lord at all times. When he says to praise the Lord at all times, he's talking about the good times praising him in the good times and anybody everybody can do that it's easy to praise God in the good times but not only is he talking about praising God when everything is good but also to praise him in the bad times to praise him in the daytime and to praise him in the nighttime we need to praise him when we feel good and we need to praise him when we're hurting. We need to praise him when we've got money in our pocket and our bills are paid. And we need to also learn how to praise him when everything's not going so well and praise him in the lean times also. We need to bless the Lord at all times, every time, every day, every morning, every noonday, every evening. We need to praise the Lord and bless the Lord all the time because he is good. How, come on, amen. I said because he is good. Hallelujah. And his mercy does endure forever. Praise God. David says I'll praise the Lord and bless him at all times. But then he also tells us how to praise the Lord. We praise him. When do we praise him? We praise him all the time. But how do we praise him? We praise him with our mouth Notice he said, he said there, let his praise, his praise will continually be in my mouth. I know some people say, well, I got a praise, but it's in my heart. I don't never, you know, I don't, I just don't, uh, I don't express it that much, but I've got his praise in my heart. Well, you need to have praise in your heart, but I believe you need, you need to get so much praise in your heart that you open up your mouth and let his praise come out of your mouth. I will bless the the Lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth so let the praise of God be in your mouth let it be on your lips you need to praise him verbally let me say that again this scripture is telling us that we need to praise the Lord verbally in other words we need to praise him out loud we need to praise him out loud privately but we need to also come together and praise him out loud publicly you need to praise him when you're at home you need to praise him when you're in your car driving down the highway praise him when you're at Walmart and God knows we need to praise him then hallelujah you need to always praise him when you're at church when you're at the house of God you need to open your mouth and bless the Lord at all times and let his praise be in your mouth and in your lips. But why should we praise the Lord? Now I know some people say, well, yeah, I know, and I do praise the Lord occasionally. But what good does it do to praise the Lord? And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Because whether you know it or not, there are some benefits that come with praising God. When you praise God continually, when you praise Him verbally, when you praise him at all times there's some things that 
praise will do and will accomplish in your life. Can I get a praise the Lord from somebody today? Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you, if there's one thing that the devil would like to try to do today, he wants to stop your praise. There's a lot of quiet churches today where people are sitting there and they never praise God. They never lift up their hands. Amen. Somebody said, well, what's all that lifting hands all about? Well, the Bible says to lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord, bless the Lord, and bless the Lord. Come on on somebody. The Bible says let us lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting. When you come to the house of the Lord you need to come in those doors with a praise on your heart and a praise in your mouth and your hands lifted toward heaven and bring to him the sacrifice of praise. The fruit of your lips giving thanks to his name. I'm telling you when God's people and God's church gets gets praise in their life again and we begin to praise the Lord instead of complaining we're going to see God do some mighty things in our life and see God do some mighty things in our midst can I get somebody to say praise the Lord today I believe you're with me amen I believe you're with me so what does praise do in your life now after I get done I'm going to give you five things today, five benefits of praise that David gives us here in this 34th Psalm. And when I get done giving you these, if you don't have a praise life after this, I I have no hope for you. All right? (laughs) Number one, what will praise do for you? The first thing that praise will do, the first thing that, that the, the first benefit of praise is that praise, and this is so important, praise will bolster your faith. If there's one thing praise will do, it will strengthen and encourage and, 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 and energize and stimulate your faith. Look what he says there. He says in verse 2, My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Praise God. Again, he's calling for corporate praise. And David here is talking about boasting, but he's talking about boasting. Now, it's okay to brag and it's okay to boast as long as you're bragging and boasting about the right thing. Amen. And our boasting today, you know Paul said in one place in Galatians, God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was saying I don't have anything about myself to brag about. I'm not here to lift up myself but if I'm going to do any boasting and I'm going to do any bragging, I'm going to brag on the cross. I'm going to boast about the Lord. And that's what David is saying here in this psalm in Psalm 34 he said I'm going to magnify the Lord I'm going to make my 
boast in the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what. If you will learn how to make a make your boast in God and who he is and how powerful and mighty and omnipotent your God is, that's what praise is all about. It's exalting God. It's boasting in God. It's telling how great God is. It's lifting up God. I'm going to tell you something. God knows how mighty he is, but he wants you to know it and he wants to hear you tell him how mighty he is. He doesn't have an ego trip, but he's wanting you to exalt exalt his name and as a church to exalt his name together come on exalt the name of the Lord Jesus today and as you exalt him and as you boast in him and as you magnify the Lord you know what magnify when you magnify something you're making it bigger well you can't make God any bigger than he already is but I'm going to tell you when you begin to magnify him and praise him for his almightiness and for his power and for his greatness you know what you can have the biggest problem that you're facing in your life but when you begin to magnify God that something happens to that problem that problem begins to shrink that problem begins to get smaller that sickness begins to be insignificant because you are magnifying and exalting and praising and glorifying the Lord your God. Let us exalt his name and boast in the Lord. It will stimulate your faith. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You, you, you know, when you begin to praise God for who he is and exalt him for who he is and what he does and give him glory and honor, your faith is strengthened. We need our faith strengthened today. Can I get an amen? I'm telling you, there's an attack of the enemy on believers today. He's, the, he's out to attack your faith. He's out to steal your faith. He's out to fill your minds with your mind with doubt, your mind with unbelief, give you questions about God. But I'm going to tell you something today. If you want your faith to be strong and your faith to be energized and your faith to be, to be uh, uh, stimulated, then praise and brag on and boast in the Lord hallelujah and it will stimulate your faith come on amen hallelujah see praise does something praise honors God when you're praising God you're honoring God and God listen he made a statement in 2 Samuel, I believe it was, 2 and 30, 1 Samuel 2 and 30. He said, those who honor me, I will honor. But, to, but those who dishonor me will be lightly esteemed. Well, I want to be honored by God. Well, if you will honor God, he will honor you. And you honor him. You, there isn't anything, listen, there isn't anything you can do that will honor God any more than magnifying his name and giving him praise and glory. Praise honors God. And God honors your praise. 
and God honors your faith. And we have come together today and every Sunday morning and every Sunday evening, Wednesday evening, when we come together, we come together to worship God. Come on, somebody. That's why we call it a house of worship. That's why we call it a worship service. Because the main thing that we do when we come to the house of God is we come here to worship the Lord. That word worship comes from an old English word that means worthship. W-O-R-T-H. Worthship. So when you worship, how much you praise tells us how much and how much you worship tells me and tells God how much God is worth to you. I don't get quiet on me now. Amen? Amen. That shows God. It's a gauge. It's a, it's a gauge that kind of gauges how much the Lord is worth to you. If you can come into a service like this, when that praise team is, pray, is, is leading us in praise and worship and singing, and you can't sing, or you won't sing, and you won't lift your hands, and you won't worship God, you know what you're saying to the Lord? You're saying, you're not worth very much to me. I got to other things to do. I got better things to do. I wish this was over so I could go do something that's fun. Well, I'm going to tell you I can't think of anything else that's more fun or more enjoyable that I'd rather do than to be with God's people lifting up holy hands and giving worship and giving praise to Almighty God. He's worthy. I said He's worthy. He's worthy of it all. He's worthy of our praise. Amen? Praise God. Oh man, I feel I feel the preacher here today. Praise does something for you. Praise as I said it will stimulate your faith and praise. You know what praise is? Praise, I got 5 points. I'm going to have to hurry. Praise is faith turned inside out. Huh? You ever, you, ever, you ever get dressed of a morning and maybe a little sleepy and you put your shirt on or something and it's, or your, your, <laughs> or your shorts or whatever, and, and you, you, something ain't right, and you happen to notice you've got the tags on the outside? You've got it inside out, the inside showing out. Well, you know what? Praise is, is faith that's turned inside out. So the faith that you have on the inside, <laughs> hallelujah. Well, I got faith in my heart. Yeah, and that's where you've got to have it. But faith has got to not only be in your heart, but faith has got to be expressed through your lips and through your mouth. And the way that your faith is expressed and your belief is expressed and your faith in God and His Word is expressed, it's expressed through your praise unto the Lord and your worship unto Him. So it's faith that's turned inside out in Romans chapter 4 and you're familiar with this passage of scripture but it talks about the faith of Abraham in Romans chapter 4 and how that that Abraham was not weak in faith but so if you're not weak in faith you're strong in faith and it says in Romans 4:19 that Abraham being not 
weak in faith. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And uh, the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver. Notice this, verse 20. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strengthened. Notice this. He was strengthened in faith. Giving glory to God. And being fully convinced. Fully convinced. That what he, God had promised. He was also able to perform. Do you see what it says? says there about his faith being strengthened it said that his faith was strengthened and he was strengthened in his faith as he gave glory to God as Abraham praised God for the promise of God it strengthened his faith in God to keep the promise of God he strengthened his faith through praise and became totally completely convinced or persuaded that what God had said and promised to him, God was able to perform. You need to get a hold of the promise and begin to praise him for the promise and praise him for the victory and praise him for the answer and your faith will be strengthened. Come on, can I get an amen? Strong in faith, giving glory to God. Let me move on, let me move on, let me move on. Our strength, our faith is strengthened as we praise God. But number two, what will praise do? What's the benefit of praise? Not only will it bolster your faith, but it will banish. Praise will banish your fears. Amen? Praise will banish your fears. Go back there to Psalm 34. Notice what he says. Verse 4, I sought the Lord. And he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Oh, hallelujah. Praise will banish all of your fears. Now, I want to say something this morning. I think we're all very familiar with this. And we know that fear is something that is running rampant in the country today. And it is gripping the hearts and the lives of so many people. There are thousands of books. I just, uh, a week before last, I think, I just did a, just did a quick search on Amazon for books on anxiety, stress, depression. I, I don't remember. It was hundreds of thousands of, of books that are out there that are available for, for people who are un, undergoing stress and anxiety and fear and depression. It's running rampant. I made this statement a few weeks ago that uh, the, the columnist years ago, Ann Landers, uh, the newspaper columnist, the advice in her advice column said that most of the letters that she received for advice were letters that were dealing with fear. So fear is has always been a problem and it seems to be a major problem within the world today. Psychiatrists today and psychologists are busy counseling people about the phobias that they have and the fears that they have. And I'm going to tell you, depression, you know, most of the, the majority of the prescriptions and most pharmacists will tell you this, that the majority of the prescriptions 
foods that they for full, uh, that they feel are prescriptions for anti-anxiety and depression medications. And if you're here and you're on some kind of anti-anxiety medication, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to do that at all. But that's telling us that there is a major problem today. And in the world, I can understand it. But listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. It should not be that way among God's children and among God's people. But I'm telling you, there is a cure. Somebody say amen. I said there is a cure for your fears. There's a cure for your depression. There's a cure for your anxiety. Amen. And it's not on the couch of some psychologist or psychiatrist. There's a cure and that cure is found in the word of God. There's a praise cure today. I said there's a praise cure. And David said I praised the Lord and I sought the Lord and he delivered me out of all of my fears. I'm here to tell you this morning. I believe what the word of God says. And if you need deliverance from fear, if you begin to praise God, your fear will have to flee. Can I get an amen? Fear can stay where praise is. Amen? If you begin to focus on God and begin to praise Him, I'm here to tell you your fear will melt away. You can't worry. Listen to me this morning. You can't worry and praise at the same time. One or the other will have to go. You cannot be irritated and praise at the same time. You cannot be filled with fear and praise at the same time. You cannot and will not be depressed and praise at the same time one or the other will have to go and if you'll praise the Lord the fear will have to leave can I get an amen today amen hallelujah I gotta save a little for tonight amen Isaiah chapter 61 says that we are to put on, (laughs) put on the garment of praise. For what? For the spirit of heaviness. You know what that heaviness is. You know what that heavy spirit is. Huh? It's a spirit of gloom. It's a spirit spirit of, of depression that comes on people. Amen. And, 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 and the Bible tells us, listen, we're not to have that. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. Fear is a spirit that comes from the enemy that attacks m- millions of people today, and it's attacking God's people. And there's a spirit of heaviness today and, and stress that's on so many people's lives. And I'm telling you, there's a cure for that spirit of heaviness. There's a cure. There's a way to get delivered from all of your fears today. And that is put on the garment of praise. I, I wish my, my, my wire broke on my headset so I'm, I'm kind of bound to one hand here today. But I'm telling you what, you got to put on praise like you'd put on a cloak, like you'd put on a garment. And there's too many people wearing an old spirit of heaviness and sadness and complaining. And you need to get rid, amen, of that spirit of heaviness. Come on and take that fear and that heaviness and throw it away and put on in place of it a garment of praise and worship unto 
the Lord. Praise God. Keep the cleaners in business. Throw that old spirit of heaviness aside and exchange it for praise. Well, I just don't, Brother Rick, I don't feel like praising him. Well, that's why he said do it all times. When you feel like it and when you don't. Amen? It will bolster your faith and it will banish your fears. When the doctor's report is not what you had hoped. What do you do? You could do one of two things. You can sit down and put your head in your hands and say, well, woe is me. I I don't know what I'm going to do now. I was hoping for a good report, but it didn't work out that way. You can do that, but you know what? Your fear will will multiply. Doubt will begin to breed in your heart if you do that. But you can take another route. The choice is yours. When the doctors report you don't understand, you know what you can do? You can. I'm not saying you deny the facts but you can also say Lord you see what the doctor's report was but I, I, I believe what your word says I believe that you're still my healer I believe you're the almighty God I believe you can do everything and I just want to praise you and thank you and worship you and exalt you and bless the Lord in every situation and put off that old gloom and despair and put on the garment of praise and he'll ban your fears. Woo! You could almost make a series out of this, but I got to move. Number three, what will praise do? What's the benefits? The third thing is not only will it bolster your faith and banish your fears, but praising God will beat your foes. Oh, I'm talking about victory over the devil now. Woo! Hallelujah. Somebody said, what does it mean when you say woo? It don't mean nothing. It just means that feels good. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. But it will beat your foes. There's victory in praise. Your enemies are defeated as you praise the Lord. I lost my mark here. Verse 34 and verse, chapter 34 and verse 6 and 7. Look at this. This poor man cried out. This is David talking. He's given his testimony. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him from saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. How many of y'all know you got angels? If you're a child of God. You got some angels camped out around you. They're not just passing by every once in a while, but they've literally set up camp. And God said, Don't you leave them, but you be there for them to deliver them out of all their troubles. I'm telling you what, this poor man has cried out, and God heard him. And if you'll praise him today, he'll beat your foes, he'll whip your enemies, he'll fight your battles, he'll drive back the powers of darkness.
darkness. Praise is a weapon that you have in your mouth to use to defeat the enemy and to steal the enemy and quiet and silence the enemy and the avenger. How many knows that praising God will shut the devil up? Hallelujah. Amen. He yammers too much. We need to shut him up. And that is our real enemy. The the principalities as I've spoke of earlier. The Bible says that we wrestle against those powers of darkness. They're spiritual enemies that that are arrayed against us. But if we will focus on praise to God. And again, there's two areas we can take here. We can we can complain about our situation or we can praise God in the midst of our situation. The Bible says, the Bible says in Proverbs 16, 7 that, that when your ways please the Lord, that He will make even your enemies to be at peace with you. Now that doesn't mean that your enemies are going to love you. That doesn't mean your enemies are going to like you. But I believe what it does mean is that they'll be afraid to attack you because the power of Almighty God is on your side and the angels of God are encamped around all about you. Amen? Hallelujah. And praise pleases God. And when you please Him, by praising Him, there is a shield. Somebody ought to say me. There's a shield that's around you of angelic beings and angelic hosts that are there to deliver you out of anything the devil could try to bring your way. That's victory, ladies and gentlemen. I love that 23rd Psalm. How many love that? You know, Well, that's the one we read at funerals because it talks about the valley of the shadow of death. But, but listen, he's talk, you, listen, you're in right now in this world. This world is the valley of the shadow of death. And you're passing through it right now. And he said, because the Lord is my shepherd... Even though I'm, I'm walking through, passing through this valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because the good shepherd is with me. And his rod and his staff, they comfort me. How many's comforted? Because you know what the rod and the staff, that rod is that rod that guides the sheep. But that staff is that club that knocks that wolf and bear in the head when he comes around so it can't touch the flock. I'm glad I got a shepherd that's around me today and I'm protected and he defeats my enemies. Amen? You know, I read something here a while back or heard it. Um, a guy that was a shepherd and uh, talked about this and the sheep. And I don't... I don't remember all. He had a lot to say about sheep and shepherds. But there's one thing that I remember he said. He said, those sheep, and in that shepherd's psalm, he said he makes me to what? Lie down in green pastures. Leads me beside the still waters. But he said, those sheep will be lying down in those green pastures just resting. Like we're supposed to be doing. And just rest. No fear. No anxiety. No stress, no worries. They've got green pastures, everything they need is right there. The table land is prepared before them in the 
presence of the enemy. And those sheep are laying there. And this, this, this former shepherd said this. said, those sheep will be laying there just resting. And they may hear the growl. I can't do a wolf very good. <laughs> They'll hear the growl of an old wolf or the growl of a hungry bear off in the distance there, off in the woods. That's seeking, you know, when that bear or that wolf comes in or that lion, they're looking for lamb chops. That's what they got on their mind. And they hear the, the growl of that bear or lion or wolf. And he said, you know what those sheep do? They pop their heads up and they don't, they don't ever look. <laughs> they don't ever look in the direction that that growling came from. The first thing they do, they pop their head up and they look to see the shepherd. And if the shepherd is there, oh, come on, somebody. I said if they see the shepherd there with his rod in his hand, they just lay their head right back down and go put their head down and go to, go to graze in that fertile grass. Amen. They're not worried about what's out there. They're not worried about the enemy because they know they got a shepherd. They know goodness and mercy's following them all the days of their life and they got a shepherd that will keep them and defeat their foes. There's not an enemy that can defeat you today. If you'll praise the Lord, God will come to your rescue and God will give you your victory in every situation in life. Woo! I'm getting my rings in today. My, my, my. Praise will beat your foes. Amen. Whew. <laughs> you know, God is always present, right? But there's something, there's something that will that will cause God's presence to let me put it this way. There's something that will cause God, even though He's there and present, to be dynamically present. Powerfully present. And that is praise. Because the Bible says this in Psalm 22. It says that God, you've heard this, God inhabits. One translation says that He is enthroned in the praises of His people. So it's when you praise God, there is a, a powerful manifestation of the power and presence of God when you praise. That's why the worship service is so vitally important. It's when we get together corporately and we begin to worship and Katie and Eric and, and all this worship team comes up here and they sing, they play anointed music, they sing anointed songs and they're trying to lead you into the presence of God and to praise and worship God. Why? Because as we praise God and as we praise Him corporately, God is manifested in a dynamic way. If you were here last Sunday morning, you saw how the power of God was dynamically manifested and people's needs were Met and things were accomplished, amen, simply because we were praising God and God is enthroned in the praises of His people. 
And when you come together and we come together and we begin to worship, we begin to praise God and magnify His name. Let me tell you something. There's, you know, anybody here allergic to anything? You're allergic to some. Some people are allergic to different materials. Some people are allergic to cats. So they can't have a cat because they're allergic to cats. Some people are allergic to dogs. Some people are allergic to work. <laughs> we won't go there. But, but that seems to be an epidemic today. That allergy to work. But anyway, be that as it may, there's, there's people that are allergic to a lot of stuff, and the thing you're allergic to, you stay away from. People are allergic to different kinds of pollens and, and different kinds of flowers and plants, and you stay away from what, you're, from what you're allergic to. Can I tell you something today? The devil's allergic to something. You know what the devil's allergic to? The devil's allergic to praise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said the devil's allergic to praise because praise brings the power and manifestation of God's Spirit, and the devil's allergic to the presence of God he don't like to be around the presence of God and when we begin to sing those praises and we begin to worship God the devil gets his imps together and says we can't hang around here very long there's a presence of God that we can't be involved with it drives the powers of darkness away praise will beat your foes so when you're going through a battle, praise him. Amen? Jehoshaphat and that army of Judah, they, begin, they went out in that battle praising God. When they got to where the enemy was, they found that they had already begun to fight one another and defeat one another. And all they did was send out the worshipers, send out the choir, send out the praisers, send out the praise team. And when they sent out the praise team and they began to praise the Lord, God sent ambushments of angelic beings to defeat the enemy. And when they got there, the victory was won. Praise will beat your foe, your enemy, and bring victory in your life. Amen? Let me give you these last two and we'll go home. It's only five after twelve. It's early. I lost some of you right there. Where are we at? Number four? Praise will bestow God's favor. Huh? What did he say? David said this, verses 8 through 10. Taste and see. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want, listen to it, to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Praise bestows the favor of God in your life. The blessing of God will come in your life when you praise him. He said, taste and see that the Lord is good. How are you going to do that? I believe that praise 
are the taste buds of the soul. Mm, hallelujah. Man, you know, when you, when you eat something good, you taste it. You get a good old piece of pecan pie. Huh? Man, and you're that chocolate gravy. <laughs> and you, you're tasting it. You know, we had that chocolate gravy yesterday, and Terry was the first one to get some, and he tried it. He got it on there. He put that chocolate gravy on them biscuits, and, man, he was eating it. And I knew it had to be good because he went back and got another round. Huh? He said, Rick, aren't you going to try any of that chocolate gravy? I said, yeah, I think I will. And, uh, but you know what? It would have been foolish for me to sit there and look at Terry eating that and say, that stuff's terrible. That's nasty. That's no good. I don't, I don't like that. How do you know? You hadn't tasted it yet. I believe I'm getting to some folks. Amen? An atheist can't tell me that God isn't real. Because he ain't tasted, but I have. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He may have an argument, but I've got an experience. I've already tasted the heavenly gift. I've already tasted the good word of God. I've already tasted of the blessing of the Lord. And if you're here this morning and there's any doubt in your mind that God is a good God, we've got an altar service coming up. You can come and taste and see for yourself, and you'll find out anybody that's ever tasted knows that the Lord is good. The Lord is good. The taste bud of your soul is praise. And if you begin to praise him today, he will manifest his goodness, his favor, his blessing in your life. Just lift your hands. Come on and praise the Lord. His favor will be on your life. He said, you won't lack any good thing. He'll supply all your needs. He'll take good care of you. Come on, can, that, can you testify to that? Woo. We ain't none of us millionaires. But I'm telling you what, we're not lacking what we need. We're living a good life. On the, the standards of most of the world, we are rich. And as I said before, we didn't get this way by being capitalists or, or uh, I'm sorry, by being socialists. Uh, we're, we're this way because of capitalism, not by, I, I, that's another sermon. But I'm telling you, there is an agenda today, are you hearing me, for Marxism and socialism and, 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 and all of those isms to take over this nation. And I'm telling you today that it doesn't make any difference what they say. I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to live for the Lord and God's going to make sure that His people and His church do not lack because praise will bestow the blessing and the favor of God in your life. Hmm. I hope I clarified myself so that nobody leaves and says, well, he's preaching against capitalism. I've been accused of greater things. But last of all, let me close this. We'll get in the altars and let the worship team, team sing. Praise. Benefit number five. Praise will brighten your life. Hmm? He said there, was it in verse five? That I, he, he said his, that your face would be radiant. Huh? 
I like Christians with radiant faces. What do you mean by that? Smiling. Joyful. How you doing? Praise the Lord. He's good. I'm blessed and highly favored. Woo, come on, amen. Well, I just can't say that, Brother Rick, because I don't feel. What does the Word say about it? Radiant faces, shining, smiling, praising, rejoicing in the Lord. Praise will brighten your life. Let me close out by reading some verses. Verse 11 through 13. Are you still there in Psalm 34? I've lost my place. Psalm 34. Verse 5 said, They looked to Him and were radiant. Their faces were not ashamed. Verse 11, Come, you children, and listen to me, and I'll teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man that desires life? Verse 12. Who is the man that desires life and loves many days that he may see good? What are we talking about? We're talking about how that it will brighten, praise will brighten up your future. And he said, you can have a good life. And you can have, isn't that what he said? If you love, desire life and love many days to see good, that's a bright life. How did he say that we can have that? Verse 13, if you want that kind of a life, he said, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Do you see what he's saying there? Everyone wants to have a long life. Everybody wants to see good. And he's telling us how to do that and how we can experience that and how our life can be bright and our future can be bright. He says, get the junk out of your mouth. Get the trash out of your vocabulary. See, your future is made bright when you begin to praise the Lord. You're radiant with joy. No shadow will darken their faces. The the New Living Translation says, so if you want your future, to be bright and you want to have joy and you want to live a long blessed life then get all the negativity out of your mouth all the junk out of your vocabulary amen clean up your talk and fill your mouth with praise instead of murmuring and grumbling and complaining fill your mouth with praise and it will brighten your future ladies and gentlemen we have got something to look for forward to. There's a great future ahead for the church. I don't know what's going to happen to this nation, but I do know one thing. There's a great future ahead for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ because Jesus is getting ready to come back and take us. We've got a bright future and we got something to praise Him about. Why don't you stand to your feet and let's praise Him with our mouth and with all all of our heart today. Come on, give him praise and glory. Praise him out loud, church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. We exalt your name together. We magnify the Lord today and give you 